Fans, I mentioned uh, Priest Ranch Wine. Of course, the tasting room is open, and you could do that by appointment. So absolutely check them out. And, of course, that Cabernet Sauvignon is happening now. Now, uh, Alex Pavlovich is going to join us in just a second from NBC Sports Bay Area. But he's a guy who loves the Bay Area. He loves to travel around the Bay Area, hikes and everything else, and food as well, which we're going to get into with him. But got a nice text from Gene Bogato from the Tides Wharf Restaurant up in Bodega Bay. And uh, they are now open, and uh, business was good last week. A lot of people were there, and they'll be resuming their full schedule next week with breakfast, lunch, and dinner service up at Bodega Bay. Of course, the uh, fish market is open, the snack bar is open, and they adhere to all the social distance requirements. So uh, the Inn at the Tides is open as well for travelers and anyone who's looking to get away yet have space to themselves. So that is up in Bodega Bay. So, Gene Bogato, thank you so much for that update on the Tides Wharf. I can't wait to go up there. Joining us now is Alex Pavlovich, NBC Sports Bay Area. Al, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Marty? Good. Now, do you make it up to Bodega Bay? Is that on your hike list? I have, actually. I think I went last spring, maybe. Okay. Maybe, I, I definitely have been in the last couple of years. That is that is a beautiful part of California. Yeah, yeah, it is. Not that far from the Bay Area, so we'll set you up. Uh, at least we'll we'll get you a table Perfect. outside. At the I'll take it. I'll restaurant. take it outside table. Hey, you've you've been. It's been interesting. And look, we I've been doing these shows since February 23rd. You know that uh, down in Scottsdale, yeah. we were all together for so many <laughs> weeks down there, and I've been on every Saturday night since then. But uh, just thinking about the things you've done, you've now branched into uh, cooking. And this is another <laughs> part of, really, and I, look, we're going to talk about baseball and the draft and all the nuts and bolts, but uh, you're having fun with, with cooking some of the Oracle Park favorites, right? I'm having a lot of fun with it. You know, I, I will say the reaction we got last year when we started doing Alex Eats and, and eating the ballpark food on the road was more than I ever could have expected, and it was really cool to to interact with people and um, hear their favorites and then hear people who had had some of those weird things that uh, that I tried on the road last year. And obviously, you know, I, if the season comes back, we won't be on the road at the very least. So that, that was wiped out this year. So we're, we're doing something fun and um, we're cooking ballpark food and we've done three of them so far. We did garlic fries, uh, crab sandwiches, and pretzels, which <laughs> the first two actually went pretty well. The pretzels were a complete disaster. Um, so... I've been tweeting those and Instagramming those and uh, trying to help people cook ballpark food at home. Um, next week, we're going to try the cha-cha bowl, which I think should be not that hard, but who knows? There's like 20 ingredients. So it's been a lot of fun. And, and uh, as you know, I love food. So it, it kind of marries two of my favorite things, food and baseball. Yeah, I think I think it's terrific. And just the look on your face and everyone, Kelly, who's with you. And who else? Kelly, you and uh, Anthony, And right? Anthony, yeah, yeah, who does, uh, well, Triple Zowie, not right now, but those Triple Zowie for us. Yeah, we got to get Carmen in there as well, and then Therese exactly. from, from Triple Zowie. All right, um, it's fun to look at you. Your, your expressions and everything else are, are priceless, really. <laughs> what was the biggest challenge of the garlic fries? Uh, the garlic fries actually weren't bad because I, I threw them in an air fryer, and, and that's kind of like the millennial cheat. To, to make things really easily. Um, but the biggest challenge I've had so far, we've done three of them, is the fold of the pretzel. Like, the dough wasn't that bad, but to actually fold it into a pretzel shape and, and uh, make sure it, you have to put it in water then after that and, and make sure it keeps its shape, that was just a complete disaster. So <laughs> it, it, that is – I don't know how people do that, but 
Um, I tip my cap to anybody who knows how to do a pretzel. All right, we got to get Chef T on, uh, Chef Toussaint Potter, uh, to yeah. explain. Yeah, because he, he's the master of all this kind of stuff. All right, nice to have you with us and taking some time on a Saturday here to talk with us. Uh, baseball. Um, I, I know we, we go back and forth on this thing, and uh, you and I have talked about it over the past few weeks. How do you feel about it now, where we are now, and uh, where it's going? I mean, it looks an awful lot like we're headed for that, you know, 50-game, 52-game, 54, whatever Rob Manfred wants to say. Uh, I think that's probably where we're headed. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, at some point maybe they – they they cut some sort of deal and, and get it up towards like 60 games and um, make it seem like it was more of an agreement with the players than, than they have right now. But I think at the very least, everybody that I've talked to expects them to, to have that kind of Manfred imposed season of, of a third of a season. And I know they're still trying for 74 or 76 or whatever, but it doesn't seem like they're anywhere close to it or, or trying that hard to, to make up the ground. So I, I really think we're headed for something in the fifties. Um, and I don't think that's great. So it, yeah. it, to me, it's not a great situation right now. No, we'll see. I know they want to have a postseason, but we've got the health issues as well. And, uh, you've been very adamant about that, that that's a key factor as yeah. we go through this summer. So Alex Pavlovich with us, NBC sports Bay area, uh, podcast wise. I always like to plug your podcast. It's always a lot of fun. What do you got coming up? And then we'll talk a little bit about the draft. Um, yeah, I have, I never want to jinx the people that are coming up because I, I worry about them canceling, <laughs> right. but, uh, I, I hope to have a really good one this week. Um, a, a good prospect. So hopefully we'll have that, but you know, going back to the draft, what you just said, I, I did have Michael Holmes on, on Thursday talking about, uh, Patrick Bailey and, and this year's draft and, and why they made that selection. So that was cool. Cause it, you know, Michael works year round. It, it's, it's not often we get to pick his brain. So it, I enjoy doing that. Well, what's in the short answer? Uh, why Patrick Bailey catcher when we have Joey Bart on the San Francisco Giants? Uh, why Patrick Bailey? Yeah, I think the short answer is um, two things. Best player available on their board. They really felt like he was the best player left on their board. Um, and then two, you can never have too much catching. And, you know, I think I know people kind of cringe at that sometimes, but uh, in writing about it this week and, and going back, it was interesting to look back at, at Tommy Joseph, Aramis Garcia, um, Andrew Suzak. You know, these are high-round picks. These are second-round picks that they've spent on catchers over the years, and, and all of those guys have dealt with injuries. So, and, you know, with, with Joseph especially, I mean, they traded him, but he dealt with enough concussions that he was out of baseball pretty soon or, or couldn't catch anymore. Um, so I do think that old adage of you can never have too much catching holds true. And I, I think, you know, they hope both of these guys stay healthy and both of them turn into big league starting catchers and, and you can find a spot for them. And, and I, I think the universal DH is coming. So that'll help a little bit. And, and worst case, I mean, if, if it's not really something that is a great fit for your roster, I mean, a, a young cost controlled big league quality catcher, is a very good trade chip. Well, you never know where a draft is going to go, whether it's the NBA or NFL or baseball. Maybe baseball takes a little more time for development. But what did you think of the rest of the picks? I know they did have seven picks uh, in the five rounds, two comp picks. I I didn't get the feeling there's a guy who throws 100 or a guy who's going to hit 30 home runs. What, What was your take on the rest of them? Yeah, you know, in general, it looked like a pretty safe draft. Um, it, it looked like they did not take huge 
swings. And I know, you know, six college kids out of seven, uh, the, the one prep kid is maybe one who's a little bit more projectable just because he is a young kid. And uh, Kyle Harrison from De La Salle, you know, you never know what those guys are going to look like. And I know one scouting report I, I read on him said he could be a monster if he goes to UCLA for three years. Uh, you know, could be a top of the first round type of guy. But that that to me is the one that stands out. Um, the rest of it seemed a little bit safer, but I, I also think they they did seem to add good, talented players. I mean, I, I don't know if, if we'll look back on this class and it, it's so hard to figure out. And it, it's harder. It's hard in a normal year, and it's even harder this year because some of these guys played – you know, the, the the Swinney kid made four starts. I mean, what, what are you going to take from four starts for the most part? So I, I think it's really difficult to parse, but it did look safer. But I, I will also add that I, I think they have a system that needed just another influx of talent in another year of just of adding just good players and, and guys who can be good big leaguers. Um, and, and it looks like they did that. And I also think that they have a system with – with some guys, you know, in a Luciano, um, a Canario, uh, maybe even somebody like Hunter Bishop, these guys who maybe are a little bit more uh, of high upside guys. And I, I think they have those guys already. So to, to continue to add around them and continue to add some talent and, and do it at a number of different positions and, and to add four pitchers too, I, I think was a pretty good haul. I mean, I don't think it's, it stood out to anybody necessarily, but I, I don't think it was a bad draft either. I think they did a pretty good job of just adding talent and, and most importantly, adding guys that they can sign. Mm-hmm. Well, now, uh, Sunday, uh, I think it's 6 a.m. Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the $20,000 unrestricted free agent frenzy starts. Will the Giants yeah. be active in that? Yeah, I think they will. I, I think they're set up better than most teams. I, I mean, look, they're the Giants. and Even though it's been a rough three years, most of these kids grew up at about the time that they were winning three titles, and, and they still um, carry a lot of cachet, I think. And they're not the Yankees necessarily or maybe the Red Sox, but I think they carry a lot of cachet for, for young players. And um, they have a lot to offer from their player development system, um, from the big league staff on down to what Kyle Haynes is doing with his guys. Uh, and then you go down to the minor league facility they're building in Scottsdale. They do have a lot to offer. And I think there's other things. They do pay their minor leaguers more. So if it's, if it comes down to a few thousand dollars here and there, they have a little bit of an edge. I, I, I think they're going to try to be really active and try to continue to add um, talented players. Now, the flip side of that is that nobody really knows what kind of players are going to be signing and what kind of players are really going to be um, enthusiastic about signing. And, and, and talking to some agents the last couple of weeks, I mean, they think it's going to be guys that we would usually see in, in you know, like the 12th round, the 15th round, okay. um, more of those guys. But uh, you can find you can find those guys. I, I don't think there are going to be a lot of guys who would have been six-round picks who all of a sudden are, are eager to sign um, for 20000 but uh, maybe there will be a few. I, I, I think people don't really know how it's going to go. Okay, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Maybe not a lot of sixth, seventh, eighth rounders, but a little bit further down in the draft uh, that will sign for the 20000 Well, the Giants do have a lot of cachet. The players will not have a lot of cash, and I think that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that is the problem. Um, right. I, I got you that's a good one. But look, okay. they did something very smart. What, what, three hours before the draft, maybe they announced that they're going to pay their minor leaguers right. through September. So if you're a guy who was going to be 12th, 13th round, and you're maybe from California and you're ready to start your professional career, I mean, 20000 is is not a whole lot after you account for taxes and, and fees and things like that. But 
um, you can get into the system right away. You can start getting instruction from coaches and, and start talking to, um, you know, the strength coaches and then some of the minor league hitting coaches. And you can also get $400 a week, which is maybe not the worst if you're a guy who just came from college. Boy, this is going to be interesting. A new world of everything. New world of everything. Well, if you need to, I'll put, I'll put you in touch with Orlando Cepeda, the original cha-cha for the cha-cha bowl, if you need any help. So uh, don't don't be shy. <laughs> I might need some. I might. Well, you know, I'm always pretty confident going into these things, and then usually about an hour in, I'm like, I, I maybe should have tried this before. <laughs> All right. Well, you're having a lot of fun, and you're getting us through a real tough time with uh, some of We're these. We're trying. I know. I know. Well, I appreciate you taking We're just waiting the... for actual baseball. Well, as I said, every Saturday, by next Saturday, we should know something. And if we don't, I quit. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You can well, do the show. I think it's been the running joke, right? I think every Monday all, all the national guys love to talk about how big a week it is um, yeah. for negotiations. And then you get to Friday and they go like, well, there's another week. Yeah, it's true. So. And Jason Stark has driven off the cliff about 20 times already. So. He poor, I know, poor Jason, who loves baseball more than anybody. He, really? he just wants him to play. I know. I hey, Alex, him. have a great weekend, and we appreciate you taking the time. Always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. You too, Marty. All right, that is oh, very good. That's Alex Pavlich, NBC Sports Bay Area. More coming up, KMBR 680-1045, the sports leader.